This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Odyssey's 49ers web zone. No Huddle Podcast. I am Brian Rennick. Uh, I will be joined by the one and only Zane Nackfee. He is off IR, uh, but he is still in the uh, in the locker room getting taped up. He should be on shortly, but uh, we are here and we are ready to uh, celebrate. We're ready to smoke that uh, NFC West Division Champions pack, the San Francisco 49ers on QB3 went up to Seattle and beat the Seattle Seahawks to clinch the NFC West division title for the first time since 2019. And they did it again at Lumen Field. It wasn't Lumen Field in 2019, but that's what it is now. And it's just, I I don't know. It's just such a good time. It is such a good time to be a 49ers fan. The storyline surrounding this team, uh, first and foremost, obviously, uh, that gentleman over my uh, left shoulder there, uh, Mr. Brock Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, picked 262, seventh round rookie, has essentially come in for three games. He basically played the entire game against Miami and has brought home three dubs for the 49ers. They are currently on a seven-game win streak. They are the hottest team in the NFL. And I would imagine if you pulled any coach, any GM, any fan base, uh, they would tell you that uh, the 49ers are not a team that they are wanting to face in the postseason. And I don't blame them because 
This 49ers team, since the Christian McCaffrey trade, has been far and away the best team in the NFL by any measure. But let's look at my favorite measure, DVOA. Uh, we talked about this on our last episode with Akash. Uh, this 49ers team is number one overall in DVOA since the Christian McCaffrey trade, and it's not even close. Uh, this team is at, I believe, about 64%. And again, 0% is, is average. It's an average NFL performance. And this team's at 68% since the, the Christian McCaffrey trade. Not sure what that will look like after this game. Uh, but, but this team is, this team is special. I'm just going to say it. This team is special. It feels special. Uh, it, it just, the vibes are immaculate right now. Uh, we've got veteran leadership all over the place. We've got a defense that, uh, at, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, I, I could look it up about seven o'clock last night. Uh, I was trying to come up with uh, a nickname that I, uh, thought would fit for for this defense and my first attempt was was widely booed and and I guess rightfully so uh, I was trying to include something San Francisco related so I was like hey how about the sourdough swarm right and most people rejected that pretty pretty quickly so fair enough hey fair enough but then I thought to myself what is it about this defense that's been incredible and you know I thought any team that comes up against this defense since that, that chiefs game is lucky, like legitimately lucky to score 17 points. No team has scored more than 17 points. And so I thought to myself, Hey, what if we call this the NC 17 defense? Because there's no chance you're scoring more than 17. So that's that's where I'm at. That's what I'll keep calling it from now on. This is the NC-17 defense. And not only that, but, you know, you could think of it this way. Uh, what, this, what this defense does to opposing teams, it's, it's not safe for work. It is, it is NC-17 for violence because they are ass kickers. And it is so much fun to watch. So... Let's look at some of the storylines. Let's let's look at this game. You know, one of the things, and and I tweeted this out. Uh, I tweeted this out onto the timeline, and then actually had to. Uh, I immediately deleted it because right when I hit send, right when I hit send, uh, <laughs> Seattle scored uh, that touchdown to make it twenty-one thirteen. But prior to that, it was twenty-one to six. We had about what four minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. And there was a little bit of, of uh, there was a little bit of, uh, oh, and here's our buddy Zane. Let's add him to the stream. But there was a little bit of, of like, hey, this offense isn't performing great on the timeline. And I was trying to give a little bit of perspective. And, and this was my perspective. The 49ers looked like they were playing a Thursday night football game, right? Like yeah. it, it looked like that. And Thursday night football games are gross. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I hate to have Thursday night football games. They're never good. The, the only one that I remember ever being really entertained by was the one back in 2019, or maybe it was even 2018, uh, between the, the 49ers and the Rams, where it was just like back mm. and forth, forth and back and forth. 
the but, Brian Hoyer game where the only game yeah, where Brian Hoyer really like played. Yeah, yeah I remember exactly. That so you know, outside of that, Thursday night football games are gross and they're ugly. And and did the offense look amazing? No, but a little bit of perspective. The 49ers looked like they were playing a Thursday night football game, and with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, they still were up 21 to six on a playoff caliber team, a hated division rival at their place, 21 to six. Like, did the offense look great? No, but there really wasn't at any point in that game, Zane. And I don't know if you felt this way. I never felt like that game was anywhere near uh, close to a comeback for those Seahawks. It wasn't asking. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It was. It was. And the score is not indicative of that because every time the 49ers had some sort of big play or game-changing play, it seemed like it was it was a penalty or, you know, the roughing the passer call. Look, if that roughing the passer call and and you know i don't know if we've talked about this already but Mm-mm. if that doesn't happen it's 28 to 3 okay and josh yeah. johnson is coming in the game at that point for and, sure and we're just for sure brock's on ice for the rest of the game and at that point it doesn't matter like it's a blowout at that game but look the the way that the rule is stated the call was correct however that should not be a rule the rule should be changed by yeah. the book, okay, fine. You landed on him, whatever. And props to Nick Bosa because after the game, he was like, "Look, I cost my team. Like, what? What a leader, by the way. What? A, what a yeah. fantastic guy that you know that's leading this defense. Like, he was, he's the best player on the defense, on the best defense in the league, and he acts like it even off the field. And he's he the defensive player the game, of the year. Absolutely, I think it surpassed Mike Micah Parsons for sure. Yeah. And he after the game, he talked about just owning it. He's like, "I got to be better," and that was something that cost my team. And, you know, I just got to make sure that I'm, I'm better about the future. And it's like, man, bro, like, it's not, it's not your fault. You don't got to, you don't got to apologize for that, man. Like it's, yeah. it's a stupid rule. And I hate that they had to call that. And it absolutely changed the game because it kept Seattle kind of in it. But to your point, I never felt at any point that Seattle was actually going to pull off a comeback. Even when it was 21, 13, I was like, okay, they still need a touchdown and a two. And essentially it's right. Two first downs and the 49ers can can wrap this up against a really porous run defense. So yeah, that being said, there are psychological wins, and I'm bummed that I couldn't open the show. So that's been a few shows in a row that haven't opened. So maybe this should be the new tradition <laughs> that I jump in late or I just don't open the show, right? Like maybe that's <laughs> there it is. The new tradition. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that it, this was a psychological win for them because Seattle, especially up in Seattle, has been a bugaboo for of theirs for a long, long time. And for them to be able to go into Seattle dominate them get the division win and do it with their third string quarterback who looks like qb1 i'm not gonna lie right now brian he looks like qb1 right now to do oh, all of yeah. that 100 percent, he looks like qb1 like can you can you look at this can you honestly say that he's not playing better than jimmy and and trey can you honestly say that i mean no i mean i mean well i mean he is playing better than jimmy and better than trey mm-hmm. he just exactly. is 
again, and, yeah. and 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 I would say slightly than 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 what Jimmy was doing mm-hmm. up until the point that he got injured. Right? You know, Jimmy yeah. was on a hot streak, and I will give Jimmy his flowers. He was playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Brock Purdy just at and there's a couple plays that I would like to highlight as as we talk about Brock that where again that is that is where I'm pointing and going that that is better than anything that Jimmy Garoppolo could ever hope and dream to do. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, he's he's been he's been incredible. It's it's such a story. It's the legend the 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 legend of of 2022 Brock Purdy, and it just continues. You are the play. captain of that. You are the captain of that bandwagon. <laughs> Choo choo! Right, that's you me. Get, you, your your Brock Purdy shirt should have a C on it. It should. Oh, that's you are a captain. great idea. I should I should figure out how to do that. That's a great idea. You should. You I might, should I might have to also, by the out. way, get your Brock Purdy shirts. Uh, send a link on yes. last night. Brian Rennick is selling Brock Purdy shirts. You can see the logo right behind him. We're gonna yes. pimp, we're gonna pimp the, that shirt out right now. We're gonna pimp it out. Let's go. We gotta yeah. Let's get as many as we can on fans as we as we ride this uh this postseason train because uh uh as i said before i'm i'm riding this brock purdy hype train until the wheels fall off and and it sure looks like those wheels are on with i don't know they're welded on at this point they're not falling off it's it's they're not going anywhere it is it's not going anywhere you know what the most impressive drive to me brian was last night and it's it's a nothing drive but it just shows how poised this kid is and how nothing he just seems unflappable it was a drive where they're pinned at their own one that drive started yep. at the one and at that point, the game was like they, they just needed any sort of points right then to, to kind of put the game away and seal it. Mm-hmm. And they they started at the one. It was third down. They got they had a couple of yards to get away out of the shadow of the goalpost. It was third down. He hits Jawan Jennings on a slant to get a first down to get the ball out to the 15 yard line. And it was huge because that was one of those situations where they just needed punting room, literally just needed room to be able to punt the ball out of the end zone. And to not have Brock make a mistake. Like we saw Jimmy step out of the back of the end zone earlier this year. And yes, and we saw, we saw a uh, safety picks or it was like a safety pick six, right? On the same play on the uh, earlier this year. It, against yeah. The Broncos. <laughs> yeah. The safety was the better, was the better outcome. It was of the better play. the outcome, right? right? Because and, it would have been a, yeah, a, a pick six. Right. And, and it was a pick Brock, six. It was a pick six. And, and, and Brock goes in there and, he's able to not only not make a mistake, but they're throwing out of the end zone, which is something you, you would never see a coach. So props to Kyle for having the confidence to do that. But it's those little intangible things that he's already doing that make me hopeful for not only this playoff run they're about to go on, but the future as well. Because look, at this point, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy will be a better quarterback than Trey will. But what I'm saying is that at this point in their careers, Brock is more polished as a quarterback than Trey is just as a result of experience, right? He had 41 yes. college starts, 47, just as, 47, sorry, college starts. Yeah. And just as a result of those 47 starts in college, Brock has gotten a, a world's worth of experience that Trey has yet to have. And you could say that the ceiling on Trey is higher, which I agree, but you could argue that for That's a cool. Kyle Shanahan offense and a championship roster that is ready to win. Now Brock Purdy might be the better fit going forward. And We'll see what happens. Look, I'm a Trey guy as well. I don't care who the quarterback is. I will stand whoever plays that position. But going into next year, you have a really good problem here where you have two quarterbacks that you could potentially start and win with, with assuming that Jimmy moves on, which I think he will. Yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy's play over the last three games and 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 what he will continue to do moving forward, three games left in the regular season and then whatever happens in the postseason, it, what it has done is, is made – Jimmy Garoppolo expendable, right? Mm-hmm. Which right. up until that Miami game, 
it didn't necessarily look like he was. You know, it, it, right before that Miami game, that report came out that the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo were looking at possibly another extension, right? There weren't, it, we weren't saying multi-year or anything like that, but, but they were looking at, at, at reuniting. And so I, I think, I think that train or not train, cause this is the hype train that ship has sailed. Um, but for, here's the thing. And, and this is, and I said this, I said this on our episode after that Miami victory, when I, when, when you so kindly dubbed me as the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train, what has me so excited about Brock is not the physical tools. It's not even the play on the field. It is the intangibles and there, and, mm. and you use the word intangible. Cause it's like, how do you measure it? And you can't, but you can feel it. Like it, I, right. I can't, I can't put to words what it is, but you can feel this kid's poise. You can even mm -hmm. see it, but this kid is poised. He's mature. He, he knows what his role is and he's not trying to play outside of that. And I think what, what I loved most, there were a couple things in, in the post game. One, Michael Smith, right. Was on the uh, reporter on the Amazon prime post game. I saw he tweeted he at said, you too. Huh? Yeah. So I, I tweeted and then he, he quote tweeted me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was hoping for like a like, but yeah. Awesome engagement there, but hey, Michael Smith, he, come on the show. Said, yeah, I know. But, oh, hey, you know what? That's a great idea. I should tweet at him and be like, Hey, you liked my tweet. Like, let's go, let's get on the show. But, and here's why, here's why it's important. Michael Smith was working for the Boston globe and covering the new England Patriots in 2001. And what he said on the post game was that Brock Purdy gives him the same feelings that 2001 Tom Brady gave him. Mm -hmm. And what happened in 2002? In 2002, Tom Brady led the Patriots to a Super Bowl. In 2001, he still led them to the playoffs, didn't have a great performance. They went out in the first round. But basically what he said was, the moment is not too big for this kid. And it, mm -hmm. and it, and it hasn't been. And he attributes that to his experience at college, at Iowa State. Cause Tom Brady said the same thing. Someone asked Tom Brady in 2001, like, are you nervous? And Tom Brady like, I, I've played in front of 90,000 at Mich in Michigan. Like this is nothing to me. And mm. it's the same thing. Brock Purdy played at the, in the big 12. He's played at Oklahoma. He's played at Texas. He's been in these environments. And so it is, it is that experience that Trey Lance doesn't have that has allowed him to step in and just not, this offense not only not miss a beat, but elevate a little bit with his playmaking ability. And you talked about that that drive that where he hit Jennings on the third down. The play prior to that is one of the ones that I was thinking of, where it's a play action uh, naked boot uh, to the left. Uh, there's a defender there. He outruns him, gets out mm -hmm. of the end zone, and is able to to throw it to Ray Ray McLeod. Now there was a penalty on that play, um, and it didn't count, but just the fact that 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 athleticism allowed to extend that play and and not take a sack, which that exact play, Jimmy Garoppolo is going down in the end zone. He's not stepping out yeah. of the back. They no, weren't that not. far back, but he's going down. He can't outrun that no. defender. But but Brock Purdy, yep. Brock Purdy could he's sneaky athletic, sneaky athletic. And then the other play, the one that a lot of people are pointing to 
is that that play that essentially um, it didn't ice the game. Jordan Ponchez Mason iced the game, and we can talk about that. But that that uh, that scramble for the first down, right? It was yeah. third and two. Shanahan calls uh, again another naked bootleg. This time to the right. Uh, uh, play action, naked bootleg to the right. Uh, Purdy fakes the handoff, starts the bootleg. Defender starts to close on him, sees the first down, rushes for it, has the wherewithal to start his slide inbounds and extend the ball in mm. front of him so that, A, the clock keeps going, and, B, he gets the first down. That is that is elite-level uh, football IQ from a seventh-round rookie, and that is mm. really where, again, this whole story – starts and ends is that is that background that he has yep. and that and and i know i'm going long and, and I'll, I'll allow you to jump in in a second but here's the other thing that i thought was really awesome to see after the game you start to see on the timeline uh, a, a video clip of adam peters and john lynch <clears throat> after the draft this year and someone had asked adam peters about brock purdy right because no one expected the 49ers to draft a quarterback they had just drafted trey lance the you know the the season before uh and they asked him about about Brock Purdy. And basically what Adam Peter said was we love the way that he plays the position. He doesn't, ha he's not the biggest guy and he doesn't have the biggest arm, but we love the way that he plays the position. And he turned around and uh, uh, he turned around a team in Iowa state when he got there. And so I was like, well, what did he mean by that? And so I looked it up. Here's Iowa State prior to Brock Purdy's arrival. 2010, 5 and 7. 2011, 6 and 7. 2012, 6 and 7. 2013, 3 and 9. 2014, 2 and 10. 2015, 3 and 9. 2016, 3 and 9. 2016 is Matt Campbell's first season in Ames, Iowa at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. 2017, 8 and 5. So in the what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. The previous eight seasons... Before Brock Purdy's arrival, they had one winning season, and it was the season before he got there. Brock Purdy arrives in 2018, enters in game five of the season. Uh, Iowa State goes eight and five, but seven and two with Purdy under, under center. Uh, they lose the Alamo Bowl to Washington State. 2019, seven and six. They lost the Camping World Bowl to Notre Dame. 2020, nine and three. Eight and one in conference, finished ninth in the AP poll, no bowl game because it's 2020. It's the COVID year. Mm -hmm. 2021, seven and six, and they lost the Cheez It Bowl versus Clemson. The four years that Brock Purdy was at Iowa State, they had a winning record. In fact, in his junior season, they were they um, went all the way to ninth in the AP poll. 2022, first season without Brock Purdy, four and eight, and one and eight in conference. The dude's a winner. I mean, he's a winner and you can't, I know that people would love to argue that Jimmy Garoppolo, when people would argue Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner, it's like, you can't, you know, you can't quantify that, whatever. I agree. You can't quantify it, but, but it's there. It's there. And, and this kid, like I said, came in fifth game as a red, as a red shirt, not even a red shirt freshman, a true freshman and led that team to a seven and two record. Nothing is too big for this kid because he prepares like nobody else. And that's the other thing that Michael Smith said was his preparation and his experience are reminiscent of 2001 Tom Brady. And that 
hopefully for everyone listening, everyone watching right now, hopefully that gets you excited as hell because it did for me.